Let me tell you about Jesus and what He's done for me. How He saved a born of sinner. Now my soul has been set free. He has given many blessings, caused my heart to again at Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church and we're always thankful and grateful for uh, the invitation to come this way. I uh, had sort of a tough few months behind me and uh, said, well, you want us to feel sorry for you? Well, you can if you want to, but... Uh, uh, don't hurt me to, for somebody to feel sorry for me every once in a while. Pat me on the head and say, you'll be all right, you'll be all right. <clears throat> but uh, prayers have been answered on behalf of everything that's been going on with me, and I'm thankful for that. And uh, just got a, one more scan to go through and get the okay on that one. So uh, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to, just get the okay on that. Uh, Lord's in charge of that one as well as he has been the rest of it. Uh, everything else so far has been put off till next June. Uh, don't have to uh, uh, don't have to worry about any of that for nearly a year, which is good for me. And uh, that's uh, 
what I was praying about as well. And just they can just keep moving it on out as far as they want to. Amen. Just they just want to keep checking everything. So we thank you for the prayers uh, on behalf of myself in so many ways. We just really do. And again, for the invitation to come this way and and bring the word of God and the prayers. People tell me they've been praying for me, and I believe that uh, the song service was a. Uh, an uplift to me and uh, me and sister Carol, uh, Carol Green today, we listened to a song and, uh, on her telephone while we were over at the hospital before they moved Brother Green and uh, it was called, titled The Grip of Grace. I don't know if anybody's heard it uh, before or not. I've got the words to it somewhere. Uh, but it talks about God's grace. And folks, let me tell you something. If there was an ever, ever a people that needs to be thankful, it's God's people because we are in the grip of God's grace. Amen. Amen. And the song ends up until we see His, uh, see Him face to face. We will be in the grip of grace. Uh, we're so thankful for that, and we have that uh, to look forward to that time to see our loved ones that have gone on to be with the Lord, and might He bless the families of those that need a touch in every way this day. Uh, we want to share something with you. We always talk about grace, God's grace, and the kind of graces that He gives. Of course, we know there's saving grace. There's grace to live by, grace to uh, die by, and everything else. And we certainly do believe on all the graces of God. Uh, the most important is the grace that saves. Uh, that's the most important. But for God's people, uh, it's the grace to die by. Uh, tell you how uh, how I am as just uh, the, uh, a normal person. I would say if you can define normal anymore, um, we uh, tell people that we put out a garden. You know, and uh, in the springtime, everybody puts out a garden, and boy, we even. We even pray, Lord, give us a good garden. We'd like to have a lot of beans and corn and, and tomatoes and all that kind of stuff. We'd like to have all that kind of stuff. And then it comes on, and of course the beans, they have to be picked when it's 105 degrees. Uh, and the corn has to be picked uh, when it's not very nice outside either. And all we do is gripe about it. And, and I was over visiting Sister Carla Davis before she passed at the... Uh, uh, hospice. Uh, I didn't think she knew I was there. Uh, so me and her husband was talking. I was on one side and she and he was on the other side and she was in the bed between us and I was talking and complaining about how hard I've been working and how many beans I've picked and and just whining and crying and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, the Lord gave her the grace. That's what I call it. He gave her the grace to wake up and say, yes, but you still got a lot to be thankful for. So I shut up. Uh, she put me in my place real quick. Uh, and her last words to me, as far as I can remember, was, is there anything I can do for you? Uh, so uh, we have those heroes of faith. Uh, get your Bible if you'd like to follow along. And to, turn to the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 1. The book of Jeremiah, 
and chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 4. And, and uh, you know, somebody mentioned to me tonight you got big shoes to fill uh, after <laughs> the brother that came last night to preach to you. And I said, I can't understand you swapping him off for me anyway. So uh, uh, we love Brother Mark. We love his messages. We love hearing him preach. He's a powerful preacher and everything. And I haven't got to that point yet. Uh, maybe one of these days I will. But in the book of Jeremiah, if you'd like to follow along in uh, chapter 1 and verse 4, we're going to start uh, reading there. It said, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. <clears throat> and before thou camest out of the womb, <clears throat> camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Our Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, we thankful for this service. We thank you for the songs. We thank you for uh, the, the many, many young people that were up here. We thank you for this church. And we pray, Father, as they carry on their mission here in this community, that you will continue to bless them in a great and a mighty way. Father, use us in a way that would please you this night. Father, just help us to be an encouragement to those that... Uh, that are already encouraged and those that need encouraged. And Father, the, the, the brokenhearted, all of those that you might touch their hearts, even this night. And above all, if there's any in our midst that is lost, that you might save them by your marvelous grace. Father, we thank you for uh, this church once again. We thank you for this opportunity to stand before this body. And Father, we thank you for the prayers of God's people. Bless our nation in a great and a mighty way and forgive my sin and my failures. And we ask it in Jesus' name and we thank you and amen. As we look at uh, the call of God to Jeremiah and say, well, we're not prophets. Uh, we all can't be preachers. We all can't be evangelists and everything else. Uh, this was a personal call uh, to Jeremiah. Uh, you know, his call was from God. But his call was to preach the word that God gives him. He, he said, I'm going to send you out. And I said, I'm going to, he said, I've given you a word. He said, I put, the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And, and the Lord said unto me, behold, I put my words in thy mouth. You know, I've, uh, I always um, uh, exhort churches to pray for their pastors and the leaders in the church. They're Sunday school teachers, they're pastors, they're deacons, anybody else, folks. Because the Lord has put their, His Word in their mouth. And as I've said so many times here and at other places, I have to answer, and, and your pastor and everybody else does, folks, has to answer for every word that we teach and every word that we preach. Uh, study is important. But what God has given us is His Word in our mouth. And you know, as he, as he commissioned the church to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature you know, that's the mission of the church. And how do we do that? We take the word that God has given us out into the world. You see, uh, the, the calling of God 
folks, is the most uh, uh, is the most serious and the most precious calling that could ever be bestowed upon mankind. <clears throat> it's the most. Uh, it, it, it's the greatest. And he doesn't leave us without our instructions when it comes to teaching and preaching the word of God. In Hebrews in chapter 4 and verse 12 and 13, so many familiar scriptures, folks out there, that God reminds us that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it can work like no other word has ever worked in the life of you and I that are saved by the grace of God. And you and I that live by the word are supposed to live by the word anyway. You see, folks, we're living in a day and age now where a lot of people think anything that's called a Bible is suitable to be taught out of. But folks, listen, they're not. There are, there are so many counterfeit Bibles out there in the world that does not contain the Word of God. And people just shrug it off and say, well, you believe what you want to believe and I'll believe what I want to believe and everybody get along just fine. Folks, they're, uh, these so-called Bibles that they're making anymore, they're not fit to read or study or, or pass on in any way. You see, God has already given us a perfect and an upright word. It doesn't need to be changed. It doesn't need to be reinterpreted, folks. It needs to be studied and read and considered and pondered on and meditated on by God's people. The one that he has given us. This word here, even this night. <coughs> in the book of Hebrews in chapter uh, chapter 2. Hebrews in chapter 2. And uh, uh, verse 1 down through verse 4. Uh, the word of God lets us know, folks, and say, well, you know, these, these words were written to the Jews, they were written to the Hebrews, you know, way back then and everything else. Remember, folks, what God tells us in His Word, if we don't ponder and, and, and study and everything else, we're going to let the things of God slip from our life. And then what happens? Well, I'll tell you, one of the uh, worst things that can happen the preachers and pastors and, and everybody else has to go out and beg church members to come to church. You know, that, that just, just don't seem right to me. It just don't seem right. There's so many uh, more other things. But yeah, but preachers and pastors, they're supposed to exhort and, uh, exhort and encourage and everything else. Folks, church members are supposed to come to church. They're supposed to be here and learn the Word of God. They're supposed to be here and take the calling that God has given unto them serious <clears throat> and be part of what the church stands for. Amen. To be active. And it says, Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by an angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward... Now, uh, folks, we read over these. We we got a bad habit of reading over the Word of God. We can read, we can read over, we can look at it, we can uh, ponder on it, but we really need to study it. And God's Word here says, the Word spoken by angels, if it's steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience receives a just recompense of reward... And folks, it will, 
It will, God will reward sin. Let me tell you. He will reward sin in His way. Every sin and transgression will receive a just recompense of reward. Now, uh, just just for a moment. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, our church membership, it's a personal thing between us and God, you know, and the church. Just like our salvation, it's personal. It's between, between us and God. He knows my heart. He knows your heart. And it's, uh, uh, Sister Carol said, it's amazing that we call some, or we know somebody that, that you, the book of Psalms says, we just can't hide from him. He knows when we go to sleep. He knows when we get up. He knows when we sit down. He knows all of this and he knows all of that. That's a little too much for my comfort, you know. You mean he knows me that well? I'm afraid he does. Now, consider yourself. Your sins. Your sins. As, as people that say by the grace of God. Your sins. Say, so, yeah, we stand before Jesus justified. As if we've never sinned a sin. That's what I want you to think about. Yeah, that's, that's what I want you to think about. We stand before Him justified. But you know the just recompense of reward for, for your sins, you know what it was? It was the precious blood of Christ. The precious blood of Christ. He gave Himself for a people such as we are. So great a Savior that He is. And it says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him? Folks, never neglect the message of Christ. The word of God, folks, it's, been, it's the greatest word ever spoken, the greatest word ever written, the greatest word ever recorded, and the greatest word, folks, ever demonstrated by the power of God. Amen. <laughs> See, John in chapter 1, it says, tells us over there about the messenger, John the Baptist. His message, his message about Christ. John said, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not that Christ. He said, I'm not him. He said, I'm, I'm talking about somebody that's coming after me that I'm not even worthy to unlatch his shoes. Or latch him up even. Not even worthy. Greatest word written, recorded, and demonstrated by God himself, by the Lord Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. He came down here, folks, and God said his word was brought to us with power. Amen. And demonstration. God proved himself in, the, in his word and in his son. God has proved himself. God well said, folks. He well said, prove me now. Now, uh, people say, well, you, you know, we're not supposed to question God. You know, I don't see anything wrong with asking God a question, do you? Do you really see something wrong with asking God a question? That God that says that you can come to me in time of need and in time of trouble and at uh, a time that you need comforting and, and, and even petted on, you know, every once in a while. Oh, the compassion of our God and our Savior. Amen. <clears throat> and the presence of our God in our heart in the Holy Spirit to confirm everything that He tells us 
uh, about His Son and about the Word and, and about our life as a child of God. You know, I'm still, I still uh, uh, admire, really, really, really admire the old prophets when God said, I'm going to call you and send you to a people that won't hear you. I said, well, that sounds like a waste of time. Not with God's plan, it wasn't a waste of time. It's not a waste of time, folks. Uh, God's people have all been sent out into a world, folks, that don't want to hear it. Don't want no part of the Word of God. They don't want to open the Bible. They just want to keep it closed. They don't even want a Bible, uh, anybody to be allowed to have a Bible anymore. <laughs> and it says, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, and with divers miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to His own will. You see, folks, God's Word has been proven out. Yeah. Uh, from, uh, from the very first Word that, that, that we have recorded in the Scriptures, uh, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And folks, ever since that time, everything has been sustained by the Word of God. It has been sustained by the Word of God. That's how, that's why things are as they are today, folks. Because God has sustained them. Don't let the things of God slip from our life. Don't let the things that God tells us, those things that helps us to live in comfort in this evil world, those things that God reminds us of, uh, about the world to come, which we probably don't think enough about. You know the words Christ spoke to his disciples over in John in chapter 14. When he began that chapter over there, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. He said, Now, preacher, how can your heart not be troubled in the day and time that we live? Well, folks, my heart shouldn't be troubled in the day and time that we live. Right. Now, it, uh, my, heart, uh, my heart goes out to my lost and undone family. I mean, you know, that, that troubles me, you know. See, there's no interest in the things of God anymore uh, on, on any level. And uh, people just, uh, they, they just don't want to hear the comforting words of God. And he said, don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus speaking to his disciples, telling them to take comfort. And folks, they lived in a day that's a whole lot worse than this one. As far as uh, being a child of God, you know, see, we're uh, the government uh, is uh, wanting; it's doing its best to suppress all of the things of God. Our government don't care if the church ever meets again; they never, they don't care if it ever meets or not. They just don't; it don't bother them a bit. It wouldn't bother them if ever if every child of God stopped speaking the things of God. It wouldn't bother them a bit. Not one bit. That's the kind of world that we live in. So how can you live in a world like that and let not your heart be troubled? Because Jesus said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. And, and to go on, you all know the Scriptures. And to go on, He said, and I'm preparing a place for you. And I'm going to come and get you and take you there. Amen. You're going to be with me from here on out. 
You're going to be with me throughout eternity. Words of comfort. And 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4, even folks, as uh, terrible a thing as that a lot of people think that is, you know. It, you know people just think it's terrible that, that people will preach that there's going to be a, somebody come and raise the dead, you know. And then all of the, uh, all of the after they're raised, the, the people that say by the grace of God, they're going to be caught up together with them to be in the clouds. And that gets the biggest chuckle and the laugh you ever saw out of a whole lot of people. But you know what God said about that? God said in those things, in those things, He said, you rejoice. He said, you exhort one another in those things. Now, I've, I've confessed to you before, folks, death is my least favorite subject to talk about. It's my least favorite subject to talk about, but yet, yet it's more inevitable than anything else. You know, we've, uh, we've sure been witness to that down through the years, haven't we? We've have lost loved ones and everything else. But comfort your heart. Don't let your heart be troubled. He said, I've given you a word to take out into the world. I've given you a job uh, to do. And he said, not only that, he says, before you were formed in the belly, I knew who you were. Now, folks, that's plenty close, isn't it? That's plenty close. And I just wonder, uh, you know, I wonder what Jeremiah thought about those words. When he said, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. I wonder what his thoughts were about that when, when God said that to him. Oh, could, could you imagine, folks, uh, how did God uh, spoke to his prophets and those uh, that he called into his service back then, uh, such as uh, 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 Noah and, and Jonah and and. Moses and everybody else, you know, how he called them into his service, how he called them before him in, uh, before his presence, you know, and told them, this is what I want you to do. This is what you need to do. And God called us in the same way through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, exhort one another with these words. This is not uh, our final home. This is not our final resting place, folks. God has something way better than this before uh, 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 in the future for us. It's way better than this. It's even way better than that good old ear of honey select corn that I raised. Boy, it was good. You get that good old uh, that good old healthy uh, ear of corn, and you put that butter and salt on it, and make it just as unhealthy as you can make it, and just let it drip off your elbows. Thank the Lord for honey select corn. God knows what he's doing, folks. God, <laughs> he, he, knows, uh, he knows what we like. He knows what we need. And, folks, God is able to supply everything that we need as his people. In uh, Hebrews chapter 12, if you want to keep following along, we, we invite you to. Uh, there's nothing, uh, I, I don't mind a bit, he, Hebrews in, uh, chapter 12. Uh, 12 and want to look at uh, I think if I wrote down everything uh, just right uh, chapter 12 and verse 12 and it says wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees you know folks 
God's people, we need help sometimes. We need help sometimes. Your pastor, his wife, and and other church members, sometimes they just need somebody to grab a hold of their arm and hold it up a little bit. A little bit of help. A whole lot of encouragement. Tell you one thing. I wouldn't called me to be a preacher. I wouldn't have done it. I, I just wouldn't have done it. You know, uh, and like I say, I'm, I'm sort of sort of partial to uh, partial to pastors and and preachers and evangelists. You know, because they get called to a lot of places, and sometimes you get called to a place where you've never been, and you go up there and, and you you pray about going up there, and you. Uh, they might want you to preach or teach or whatever, and uh, you sit down there and says, "Well, what do they need to hear? What do I need to preach? What do I need to teach? Well, where should I study? They're no different than God's people anywhere else. If they're dedicated to the Lord's service, folks, they just like me. They need the Word of God. Amen. They need the Word of God." And he said, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. Folks, we, we have got to help and encourage one another when we get weak in this life and see other people that are they're spiritually weak and spiritually feeble. Say, well, I'll never get that way. Uh, let's not be too hasty about how we'll not get. Let's not be too hasty. Because the Lord lets us know who we are and what we are. And one of the most important things, He tells me about my heart. That my heart is a deceitful thing. It's a deceitful thing. But uh, if the Lord's in your heart, you know, if you've got that Holy Spirit in there, folks, still, our heart will deceive us. It's a deceitful thing. Just like the tongue, it's a it's a small member, but boy, don't it boast some mighty things. Don't it just get built up and just just start flapping and and I do sometimes and my wife will say, You need to shut up. Lightning's gonna strike you. Even on a clear day she'll say that and I'll look up or say, Ain't no clouds up there. She said, You need to watch what you're saying. But folks, listen, we all need help spiritually. We all need help physically. We all need to constantly look to the Lord for everything that we need concerning the church that He has called us to be a member of. Everything that we need to be as far as our pastor and his wife is concerned. I've always believed the Lord just don't call a pastor. He calls a pastor and a wife. So they're in this together, you know, just like one. They're in this together. When uh, uh, when he hurts, she hurts. When she hurts, he hurts. If they'll be truthful with one another anyway. See, I don't talk too much about how I feel because my wife said, you need to go to the doctor then. Need to go have that checked out. But we need help. And it says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. 
looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Now, uh, a great warning here, folks, and I've mentioned, I'm not going to dwell on it very long, that root of bitterness. Had, had, you ever, had your heart ever been bitter? I mean, come on, folks. We're, we're all humans here. I don't want to show hands, but has our hearts ever been bitter? Uh, and and uh, does it stay bitter? Well, if it stays bitter, folks, you know what has happened? That root of business, that root of, uh, that bitterness has sprung up. It has sprung up. It has taken root in our heart. And it's going to cause bitterness to go on and on and on. And bitterness, it don't hurt the other person as much as it hurts you. That bitterness. Uh, grudges. Uh, it, 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 it's hard sometimes not to hold a grudge, isn't it? I mean, people tell us, you got to learn how to forgive and forget. Well, I know one person that can do that, or two, I guess. The Lord Jesus Christ and God Himself. But I have so much trouble forgiving and forgetting. Because I can call up those terrible times. I can recall those things in a heartbeat. And folks, I need to learn better than that. Somebody needs to teach me to do better than that. To not let that root of bitterness spring up in my heart. Because it's going to become a great big old tree. A great big old sort of nothing but trouble for me. And thereby many be defiled. Boy. You know, some of the things that we take for granted every once in a while, folks. That some some of the things that that will defile us. I say, well, uh, you know... Uh, we're cleansed by the blood of Christ. You know, when we get in a backslidden position. Now, folks, I'm not talking about losing your salvation. If you're saved by the grace of God, you'll never lose your salvation. That's yours. That's yours in Christ Jesus. You're in His hands. You're secure in Christ. You're saved with an everlasting and an eternal salvation. But folks, listen, we can, get so, uh, we can get so out of sorts here on this earth. We can get so off of the path that God wants us to work. He wants us to, uh, to uh, be a forgiving people. He wants us to be a, a helpful people. He wants us to be a thoughtful people, folks. All of that. He wants all of that in my life. He wants me to have that in me. So... When you need comforted, I'm able to do that. Or somebody else needs comforted, you're able to do that. You see, folks, we have to be here for one another. We have to be here for our family. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. So we can uh, withdraw ourselves from God, huh? Folks, listen, Christ said, nobody can take you out of my Father's hand. Nobody. 
That, that's, the, that's the comforting things that we have uh, in the day and time that we live that Christ gives us through the living Word. That's why, folks, when we're called to teach or preach or witness, this Word is what we need to use. And believe it or not, uh, before you were formed in your mama's belly, God knew you. And God's purpose for you is the same as, uh, same as Jeremiah's or any of the rest of the prophets, folks, is to use this word, this word, and take it to somebody else. Or take it to somewhere else. And use it to His glory and honor. And, uh, the, it's the, the powerful word, folks, that uh, you and I, we're not supposed to be ashamed of the word of God at all. He said in verse 17, For you know how that afterward when, well, in verse 16, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, and thought, uh, and though he sought it carefully with tears. For you are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of the trumpet and the voice of words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more. And to think that, uh, you know, people would just, uh, even as a nation, would just look to uh, look at people and say, "We will not have this man to rule over us." Speaking of Christ Jesus, before they crucified him, we'll not have this man to rule over us. We want no part of it. Esau traded off his birthright for one morsel of meat, and we think we don't do some silly stuff sometimes. And we think uh, because we're saved by the grace of God, we'll be more careful. Well, we better be more careful. Because, folks, listen, when it comes to the point between the things of God and what this world has to offer out here, the things of God should come first every time. Amen. His word, His working, everything else. Lift one another up with the word of God. <clears throat> Such a dreadful thing for God's people to have to be begged to serve the Lord. It's enough that the ungodly declares God's word false and the blood of Christ as an unholy thing. The blood of Christ as an unholy thing. Folks, we need to have great reverence for our Lord and our Savior Amen. and the Word of God. You see, when we forget and we let the things of God slip from our life, we're counting the blood of Christ as an unholy thing. We're counting it as an unholy thing. So, well, preacher, you know, if you go out in this world preaching stuff like that, folks, listen, preachers already know. When you go out in the world and preach nothing but the truth, 
The world don't like it. They, uh, not very many is going to accept it, but I'll tell you one thing, the elect will. You know, God sent us out into the world to preach the gospel. That call goes out to those that Christ, God said, I'm going to save. I can't pick them out. You know, I've, uh, I'm a big dummy. I can't go out and, and, and pick out the sheep. I can't go out and pick out the elect. I'm not qualified for that. That was God's job. God did it well, folks. He has a call that's going to go out to them, but it'll only go out to them through you and I. The Word of God needs to be in our heart. It needs to be in our mind. It needs to be in our uh, life. It needs to be part of us. Just like church, folks. You know, as, uh, as, as we come to a, uh, to a close... In Hebrews 10 and 25, well, 19 down through 25, if I'd have kept writing, or reading, I mean. When the Lord tells us to not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together together as the matter of some is. Say, preacher, we've heard that all our life. We've heard that ever since we've been saved by the grace of God. Well, you know what? If we hadn't heard that, folks, you know what? We would probably be a wayward child of God somewhere. We'd probably be out here uh, eating out of the hog's trough, you know. Probably be out here uh, wondering what in the world ever happened that I got myself in this kind of a fix. And then the next thing we're going to do is try to blame somebody else for my condition spiritually. When I'm completely 100% to blame. Be in attendance in church, folks. Uh, be for the Sunday school lessons. They're so important. Sunday school lessons are so important. And uh, uh, to the children anyway. Listen, uh, you tell them about Daniel and the lion's den. You tell them about Jonah and the whale. You tell them about Noah's ark. You tell them about all of that kind of stuff. But listen here, for us adults, Somebody needs to tell us that once in a while too. Because that lesson is for us just as much as it is for anybody else. See, we've got to, well, we live in the world now, folks, where all of those things are just believed to be just, a, just some kind of a story. Just some kind of a story that people tell to entertain kids. Now, folks, the... Uh, the Word of God, I'll tell you, it's not for entertainment purposes. Uh, the church, it's not for entertainment purposes. Now, folks, we come here to serve the Lord. Serve Him in song and prayer and word and message and life that God gives us through His Word. If you're here tonight, and if you never repented and trusted in Christ, I don't know of a better time Amen. than now to repent of your sin and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus for your salvation. The greatest need you have, even the, the beyond the physical need, folks, the greatest people need have, uh, uh, the, the greatest need that people have is to be saved. 
mighty work in your heart. Jesus died for a lost and a sinful world. He died to save those that are his. He came to seek and to save that which are lost. And folks, at one time or another, we all fit that bill. That's right. Trust in him and be safe, Pastor. <clears throat>